Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go. So if you start to restrict your level of dietary carbohydrate intake, what happens is you get better at burning stored body fat throughout the day. So at rest and during workouts, you're a better fat burner and you have a reduced need for glucose burning, which we know is more stressful, more dirty of a fuel source than fat. Once in a while, you go out there and blast yourself with whatever you want. If it's a CrossFit session and you go there and try to beat your time and write it on the whiteboard once a week or once every 10 days, hey, go for it. Or you go and do a 10K race if you're an endurance athlete where you get to the starting line and you light it up and your heart rate's an anaerobic threshold for an hour. Once in a while, that delivers a training stimulus and gives you a fitness breakthrough. The problem is the sustained pattern of these that happen too frequently. Why would you need a cheat day? Yeah, I guess you could call it a celebration day, where in my case, I mentioned eating more popcorn and more dark chocolate on a particular day than is aligned with, let's say, a ketogenic diet pattern, but I'm not even calling it a celebration day. I'm just calling it another day and following that intuitive uh, approach to eating where, you know what it turns out? In many cases, my increased carb intake and increased caloric intake is aligned side by side with uh, increased exercise output to make sure I recover, restock glycogen, all that stuff. Let us give thanks to the show sponsors. These are great products and services. Check them out. It's so difficult to make the cut. Almostheaven.com for beautiful compact home use sauna kits. Ancestralsupplements.com for grass-fed organ meats in a capsule. Easy. DNAfit.com. Genetic testing delivering comprehensive diet and exercise recommendations. WildIdea.com. Grass-fed, sustainable buffalo, beyond organic. And the Primal Blueprint online multimedia mastery courses. I'm your host. Learn more at the links on my homepage, bradkearns.com. I also have a new button called Shopping with Brad for other cool stuff at bradkearns.com. And here we go with the show. I want to enthusiastically recommend DNA Fit, cutting edge genetic testing to deliver a personal profile that will guide your fitness and nutrition goals. So simple, you spit in a tube, mail it off, and soon you get by email this super cool infographic where it delivers all these important insights and elements of your genetic profile at a glance. How you metabolize carbs, caffeine, vitamin D, lactose, and much more. My exercise profile was mind-blowing because it revealed my genetic muscular makeup to be 54% 
power strength and only 46% endurance. As a lifelong endurance athlete, I've been banging my head against the wall, training in a manner that was in conflict with my genes. Don't wait 20 years making mistakes like I did. Find out what diet and exercise patterns are most aligned with your genetics at dnafit.com. This stuff used to be super expensive. It was a few hundred dollars. Now it's pennies. Not really, but it's a great deal. And you get 30% off if you just put in the code G-O-Y-30. Check out everything at dnafit.com. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. I'm so ungrateful uh, uh, for my ex. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Okay, Breather Show Part 2, deconstructing my two shows with Dr. Tommy Wood. So go back and listen to the first one. It kind of sets this up. Not really, but it's nice to get that basic overview of our overly stressful lifestyle patterns today and then get into some of these extremely popular progressive health topics today. Things like gut dysfunction, leaky gut syndrome, You're hearing this more and more, and if you haven't heard of it, you better start looking into it because this is becoming a centerpiece of health concern, disease prevention, uh, attributing so many things to the health of our gut microbiome where previously, let's say three, four, five years ago, no one even talked about it. No one made that connection, didn't realize that uh, the 80% of your serotonin is made in the gut and the tremendous link between gut health and cognitive conditions like depression, uh, also being the root cause of all kinds of autoimmune difficulties and disturbances, and so many people now ditching the grains, sugars, and the refined vegetable oils, healing their damaged gut lining, and reclaiming their health, whereby a whole bunch of other stuff didn't work, including eating a healthy diet when you have leaky gut, Uh, You're not even getting the nutrients you deserve from all that uh, expensive stuff at the overpriced national supermarket chain, supposedly filled with healthy, wholesome foods. And I'm making a little dig there because if you go into some of these unnamed stores, there are so many packaged processed foods and even fresh foods made in their fresh area with canola oil. They don't care. They haven't uh, seen the light or embraced the concept that these refined vegetable oils are arguably the single worst thing that you can ingest into your body. That's from Dr. Kate Shanahan and many others who are highlighting the importance of complete eradication of these offensive agents from your diet Ben Greenfield on a recent show on the Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast and listen to my interview with him on Get Over Yourself. Fantastic stuff. He's doing great work cranking out that crazy content of his biohacking and optimized lifestyle practices, but a lot of good things to learn and take away at whatever level you're comfortable with. He said that the evidence shows the residue, the damage caused by vegetable oil ingestion uh, stays in your system for around 18 days. So he said, that's not a cheat day with your French fries or whatever. That's a cheat month by the time you add it all up. Oh, mercy. Okay, so uh, a little dig at Whole Foods there because for some reason they allow uh, vegetable oil products all over the store. 
How about Whole Dudes instead? That's my friend Brian's Instagram account with his delicious meals. And we are working on a cookbook together just for dudes. So there's a little plug there. Two commercials in the middle of the show. Anyway, back to Tommy. So the topic of gut dysfunction, uh, if you have gas, bloating, digestive disturbances, conditions ending with itis, this is being more and more traced to the integrity of your gut lining. And the gut lining is compromised by these offensive inflammatory foods, especially gluten. That's why gluten-free is a giant health food category these days. A lot of people find that just uh, eliminating gluten from the diet uh, causes a quick uh, improvement in digestive symptoms. And of course, the digestive symptoms are direct, but there's all kinds of downstream symptoms that start with uh, gut health. So not just ditching the gluten, but ditching all grains, because gluten is the most offensive uh, found in wheat product, but there are similar inflammatory agents, agents similar to gluten that are contained in oats, corn, uh, rice, things like that. So if you're sensitive and you have some damage, you have some permeability in your gut now, uh, it warrants a complete elimination of the big three modern offensive foods, sugars, grains, and refined vegetable oil. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one -on -one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. Hey man, how's your sexual function? 
Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gainswave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gainswave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gainswave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary band-aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gainswave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainswave from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainswave providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gainswave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit Gainswave.com Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. Maybe there can be some add back and reintroduction over time as you regain gut health, but out of the gate, you really want to clean things up and try to get some healing going. Uh, so then Tommy talks about getting off carbs, man, getting off those processed carbs. One thing it will do will save your stomach because the... Uh, inflammatory, the stressful effects of ingesting sugar and trying to digest it really compromises your gut health. So that's one reason to uh, dial down the processed carbs. We're not talking about the colorful, nutrient-dense, nutritious carbs, vegetables, fruits, sweet potatoes. I'll even put dark chocolate in there. Black is a color, right? It's colorful, as long as it's not beige or white. Uh, we're talking about eliminating the processed carbs to help nurture your gut health. So if you start to restrict your level of dietary carbohydrate intake, what happens is you get better at burning stored body fat throughout the day. So at rest and during workouts, you're a better fat burner and you have a reduced need for glucose burning, which we know is uh, more stressful, more dirty, uh, more dirty of a fuel source than fat. It creates oxidative stress. Free radicals are produced when you're burning glucose, especially when you're a high glucose burner in carbohydrate dependency. So when you simply uh, minimize it or ditch processed carbs in your diet, you burn fewer carbs at rest. You burn fewer carbs during workouts because you come become more adapted to burning fatty acids in your muscles during workouts, as well as burning ketones as needed. So we're talking about 
burning fewer carbs at your desk, burning fewer carbs when you get out of your car, climb up two flights of stairs, enter the gym, get on the treadmill or the bicycle and do a brief warm-up, and then head over to the vigorous or high-intensity session where you're definitely burning carbs during those, uh, they call them glycolytic workouts. That's a high-glucose-burning workout. But overall, when you compare to a carb addict who has high-carbohydrate intake in the diet and high-carbohydrate burning, both at rest during moderate exercise and, of course, during strenuous exercise, this is the path to escaping carbohydrate dependency and becoming a fat-burning beast. And not only do you become a more efficient athlete, you have much better success with reducing excess body fat, and you dramatically reduce your risk of diet-related disease that are so prevalent today, uh, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, and even for those fitness freaks with the six-pack, they're still showing signs of oxidative stress and disease patterns, just like we talked about with the uh, AFib, the uh, cardiovascular problems that uh, high-performing athletes get. That's related to not only the stressful nature of their workout patterns, but the stressful aspect of the diet. So in this part of the show, uh, Tommy got a little sciency, but the takeaway point is if you cut processed carbs from your diet, you can meet your glucose needs in other ways. Uh, remember, the brain has sort of a baseline requirement for 150 grams per day of energy, uh, a carbohydrate-dependent eater. Most of us, most people on the planet uh, are getting you know, 99% of their energy needs in the brain met by glucose because the brain is not really burning fatty acids. It's burning uh, glucose or ketones if you're in the keto scene. It also can burn lactate, uh, surprisingly, uh, amazingly. But uh, putting that uh, insight aside for a moment, we're either a sugar-burning brain or we start to transition over into the world of fat and keto adaptation so we can even reduce that baseline glucose requirement. But you can meet your baseline glucose needs via gluconeogenesis, that's the uh, conversion of amino acids into sugar. You can meet it through some fat metabolism, such as the glycerol molecule splitting off from the fatty acid molecules. That's why they call it triglycerides. That's three fat molecules uh, bound with a glycerol molecule. So when you're not consuming carbs in the diet, you're getting your glucose needs met in other ways. Don't stress it. Don't worry about it. Another side benefit of transitioning away from carb dependency eating is you tend to lose maybe a significant amount of weight in a short time. That's because uh, three to four grams of water bind with each gram of carbohydrate ingested. So if you pig out on a giant bowl of popcorn, not naming any names, but I do that once in a while, yeah, it's all right, sometimes, whatever, um, and you eat this much weight in uh, a sandwich or whatever the carb source of your choice, the popcorn, you're going to gain four times as much weight because of the water retention aspect of uh, maxing out those glycogen stores. And then when you get fat and keto adapted, you don't have to have this obsessive uh, stocking of glycogen at all times because you're so good at burning fat. And that is why people lose 10 pounds in the first two weeks of transitioning over to low-carbohydrate eating. Then the wonderful topic of polarized training comes up. 
that means uh, you know the polar opposite. So you're either going really easy or you're hitting it really hard with a short duration, high intensity workout. And we're trying to get away from this no man's land, this in-between zone of what Dave Scott calls, quote, kind of hard workouts, where you're beyond your maximum aerobic heart rate, your MAF heart rate, which again, for cardiovascular sustained workouts is 180 minus your age in beats per minute. So when you calculate that out, I'm 54 now, so that would be 126 beats per minute is my maximum aerobic heart rate. So if I'm going to go do a jog or a bike ride or anything that's uh, cardio-related, I'm going to keep my heart rate under 126, which translates to a very, very slow, comfortable pace, and thereby have a productive fitness and health outing. But when I exceed that maximum aerobic heart rate, such as as when I'm playing a round of speed golf and running at uh, tournament conditions where I'm running uh, tempo or anaerobic threshold pace and my heart rate's up there 165, 170 for an hour, that is a highly stressful event and can lead to breakdown, burnout, illness, and injury, hormone dysfunction, immune suppression if you do those in a repeated pattern. So that's the opposite of polarized training, is going out there and going, quote, kind of hard several days a week. And I'm sorry, got to break it to you, most of the CrossFit scene, because of the stressful nature of that workout and how they blend uh, strength with cardio, your heart rate is up way above maximum aerobic heart rate for most of the 45-minute session or however long you're going, especially when people don't pay proper attention to a gentle warm-up. They go jump onto the bike and they warm up, quote-unquote, at a heart rate vastly exceeding their maximum aerobic function. Same with the endurance community where they're going out on these pack rides or pack runs and they're 15, 20, 25 beats above their maximum aerobic heart rate because they don't feel like they're getting a workout when they're doing jogging slash walking, which is really the proper workout to develop the aerobic system. Uh, my shows with Dr. Phil Maffetone get deep into this on the Primal Endurance channel. So it's a tough one to tell people to slow down, but polarized training is where it's at. Of course, we want to uh, favor and advocate for those brief high-intensity sessions on the other side of the coin, the other side of the polar opposites. Uh, but again, the featured uh, aspect of those is that they're brief in duration. So it's stimulating the fight-or-flight hormones in a genetically desirable manner for a short-duration workout where you really hit it hard. So you're not kind of going into this in-between session uh, in the gym with strength training where you're lifting a whole bunch of reps of a pretty easy weight and you're falling into that same category as the endurance athlete who's jogging a little bit too quickly. I call these blended workouts where you're going in the gym, you're not resting much in between sets, and so your heart rate's elevated for 45 to 60 minutes. Your trainer is there urging you on saying, all right, let's go to the next station. Uh, don't rest too much. We got to start hitting these other weights. But again, they're not too hard because you're tired and you're getting uh, broken down and worn out over the course of your session. That is not a productive workout pattern. Again, once in a while, you go out there and blast yourself with whatever you want. If it's a CrossFit session and you go there and try to beat your time and write it on the whiteboard once a week or once every 10 days, 
hey, go for it. Or you go and do a 10K race if you're an endurance athlete where you get to the starting line and you light it up and your heart rate's at anaerobic threshold for an hour once in a while. That delivers a training stimulus and gives you a fitness breakthrough. The problem is the sustained pattern of these that happen too frequently. These are horribly in conflict with our genetic expectations for health because as I detailed on the first breather show, our ancestors didn't do any of this nonsense. They did the bare minimum necessary to survive. I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, red light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeballs, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near empty for red light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes. And there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The the benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, first thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to right get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective, besides all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period and a special 5% discount for BRAD podcast listeners. Just visit mitoredlight, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. 
It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years. But Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. What's happening during these blended workouts, these chronic workouts, is that you're overstimulating the fight or flight response, both too many days a week if you're heading to CrossFit too much and for too long of a duration. So the optimal high-intensity session is going to last for, hey, 15, 20 minutes. That's plenty. Of course, not counting the warm-up and the uh, in-between stuff, but your hard work periods of time are very short and you get out of the gym and go home and allow your hormones to settle back down to uh, homeostasis rather than buzzing out for too long and getting these endorphin rushes that make you feel good, but they're leading to breakdown, burnout, illness, and injury. Another problem with the polarized training Excuse me, another problem with not doing polarized training, with doing these kind of hard workouts, is you're really messing up uh, your gut health. Because by definition, when you're doing, let's say, an anaerobic threshold session, your gut becomes permeable. When your body temperature heats up, stays elevated for a while, your cells are uh, burning a lot of energy for a sustained period of time. And that is leading to opening up the pipes and putting yourself at risk for uh, leaky gut syndrome. Next, we transitioned into the discussion of metabolic efficiency. And Tommy offers an interesting, refreshing, expanded perspective to the narrowly focused uh, boilerplate talk about the keto diet, that fasting is the ultimate health practice, and eating fewer calories over your lifetime equals longevity. Now, that's not a false statement. There's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of science behind that, uh, that fasting extends lifespan. Uh, but the counterpoint that Tommy's trying to make is to bring in that, uh, that high-stress modern life aspect, both with athletic training and busy, stressful, hectic pace in the workplace where you're using your brain uh, in a sustained and intense manner that's vastly different than any hunter-gatherer. So possibly needing additional calories and having the fasting 
perhaps becoming too stressful when combined in conjunction with these high-intensity workouts. Uh, Tommy made an interesting point that as an athlete, doing a depleting workout where you're depleting your cells of energy, you're pushing yourself pretty hard, whether it's uh, high intensity, doing a bunch of box jumps and then going over and doing some deadlifts and then doing some bench press and going hard for 20 minutes, you're depleting cellular energy. And when you starve your cells of energy, this is a very good thing for your health because it kickstarts, it optimizes the natural internal cellular detoxification process known as autophagy. You're cleaning up damaged cellular material so you don't get freaking cancer and immune suppression and chronic illness and uh, autoimmune conditions and things like that. So autophagy, good thing. Starving your cells of energy in contrast to overfeeding them. What happens when you overfeed your cells all your life, which is pretty much what we've been doing when we're going on our three meals a day or when we're athletes obsessively refueling and purchasing the before, during, and after products. Remember when Gatorade had that series of products, if you're reading through the uh, sports, fitness, endurance magazines of old, where they had you take something before – I think it was like a, a powder or something. Then you had your drink during, and then, or, or you had your little gel packets during, and then you had another powder after. So the opposite of health and longevity. And whew, luckily, we've come a long way, and now we realize the wonderful benefits of fasting to uh, restrict cellular energy or doing a depleting workout. And I can also say and or because if you get really metabolically flexible, highly fat and keto adapted, you can benefit from pairing high intensity workouts with fasting for a real turbocharge in fat burning, autophagy, apoptosis. That's the uh, programmed death of uh, undesirable cells, potentially precancerous cells. Uh, Mark Sisson talks about this, pairing fasting with intense exercise. Ben Greenfield talks about this. Art Devaney talks about this. He says, starve and exercise, Art Devaney is the key to uh, getting rid of damaged cellular material. And the question was posed to him, uh, what kind of recommendations do you have to treat depression? And he said, starve and exercise, man, because that will clear out those damaged brain neurons, those damaged cells that are thinking bad thoughts. Pretty trippy stuff, man. But starve and exercise, one of the keys to health and longevity. Just be careful about overdoing it and realizing that in many ways, that period of fasting, waiting until noon till your first meal, is giving you a very similar benefit to the high-intensity workout. And uh, we know, especially uh, Brad knows, that sometimes you can overdo it with the fasting and exercise to the extent that a couple days later you kind of feel like crap. So I've had a recurring pattern with my own personal R&D where let's say I do a sprint workout in the morning in a fasted state, feel fantastic, uh, and then afterward I fast for three, four, or five more hours to maximize all these benefits. And guess what? 24 to 36 hours later, I kind of notice I feel like crap and badly need a nap and feel a little stiff and sore. You know, a delayed aspect to this. I'm not stiff and sore and feel like crap right after the workout. I feel buzzed on uh, the, the cocktail of stress hormones. But within an hour or two after a high-intensity workout, 
you might want to get a nutritious meal into your body to promote recovery. Okay, so that's just my own personal insight, and I really am liking the intuitive approach here. So if you ask me, how's my uh, keto eating pattern these days? What am I doing? Uh, Many days I'm engaging in prolonged fasting, uh, keto-aligned meals, maybe stringing them together. And then right out of the next side of my mouth, you can find me binging on evening popcorn, dark chocolate, sweet potatoes, uh, and increased carb intake on particular days. Uh, Ben Greenfield calls this concept uh, the best of both worlds, where he loves doing his fasted workouts, he loves eating keto-aligned meals, he's banking a lot of hours in that fasted or um, calorically minimal state, and then in the evening, he calls it family time and enjoying his lifetime, and he'll make all these preparations with his boys and his wife in the kitchen and uh, ingest sometimes a lot of carbs, up to 150 grams just in one evening. But he says what that happens is it kind of keeps him free from the risks of hormone dysregulation. They talk about the thyroid slowing down when you're uh, doing intense workouts and also doing keto. Uh, I believe Tommy and uh, Chris Kelly saw that on my Nourish, Balance, Thrive report that my thyroid was looking a little sluggish and thus the suggestion to consume more calories. So if you get good at fasting, and put in some fasting work, put in some fasting days, uh, delay your first meal, and then, hey, man, the very next morning, get up and make yourself a delicious omelet, especially when it comes to enjoying your life and trying to align with patterns of uh, your family and friends. You're sitting there in the corner like, no thanks, I'm keto, I'm not going to have any of that, and kind of feel like this uh, uh, a disengagement from enjoyable modern life. But don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about uh, pushing over to eating the garbage. So uh, I don't like the statement, everything in moderation. I think it's a disgrace because uh, we're so unhealthy and have so many adverse trends in modern lifestyle that we need to have an extreme and devoted uh, commitment to health rather than ever saying that term uh, when it comes to food choices uh, and, and, and sleep habits and things like that. Moderation will get you into uh, early death and demise these days, no joke. So when we have an extreme commitment to dietary quality, Uh, Our indulgences, our celebrations are extremely well chosen rather than mindless rationalizations under the category of everything in moderation. So if I'm going to have an apple pie, it's going to be that apple pie made by grandma, steaming hot out of the oven, made from scratch with whatever might not be on the ketogenic diet, but it's certainly not one of the Entenmann's garbage with all the chemicals and the refined vegetable oils and whatever else they throw in there that comes off the shelf, right? So make it count when you're doing a dietary indulgence and have that you know, extreme commitment to high quality and complete enjoyment of the celebration rather than uh, these feelings of guilt and rationalizations going through your head, which might keep you locked into uh, adverse lifestyle practices where you can't seem to keep your commitments. Okay, so that kind of discounts the Uh, the notion of cheat days. Because if you have to say the word cheat day and have that concept in your brain, that means there's something wrong with your baseline diet. 
why would you need a cheat day? I guess you could call it a celebration day, where in my case, I mentioned eating more popcorn and more dark chocolate on a particular day than is aligned with, let's say, a ketogenic diet pattern, but I'm not even calling it a celebration day. I'm just calling it another day and following that intuitive uh approach to eating where you know what it turns out in many cases my increased carb intake and increased caloric intake is aligned side by side with uh, increased exercise output to make sure i recover restock glycogen all that stuff enough on that are you getting me you get where i'm coming from okay Almost home, a little long for a breather show, but this stuff is important, folks. Tommy finished up talking about the psychology part. We know what to do in many cases. Maybe you're nodding your head through 70% of this breather show in the previous one. But what's going on? Why is it so difficult to keep our commitments aligned with our highest ideals? You know one reason? The temptations that surround us in modern life. We're tempted every evening to engage in digital entertainment. You should see my list of shows to watch, I call it. It's on my notes on the Apple software, on my phone, and on my laptop. Because someone says, oh, you got to check out this show, Escape from Danamora by Ben Stiller. The true story of these guys breaking free from jail only a couple years ago from maximum security. It was a great show. I'm on episode number three. It was an eight-part series. And... Jeez, that's one of the few things I've been able to watch in the last six months. So this list of stuff to watch is just off the page. It's so long because every evening when it's time to make the decision whether I should plug in to get started on another series because I have so many good recommendations or just go to sleep, I'm usually too tired and I want to go to sleep. <laughs> so we have that constant temptation to engage in digital entertainment. For some reason, the type A hard-driving goal-oriented uh, population has this temptation to exhaust ourselves with too much training and too much work in the workplace. We're constantly being pushed and even encouraged to go out of balance. What happens to the worker that goes out of balance and works too much? The mofo probably gets promoted these days. You know what I'm saying? So these days we have this baseline cultural acceptance and even embracing of disastrous health practices like uh, poor sleeping habits. People are blasting their eyeballs with digital stimulation from a small screen, medium, or large screen late into the evening like it's normal everyday pattern and that makes it okay. Ah, enough already. Let's stand up and take charge and say, no, I don't want to struggle and suffer and get old too quickly and make some compromises and make some commitments. Of course, you can still enjoy your digital entertainment. Maybe do it a little earlier in the evening, right? Okay, be mindful about it anyway. And if you're going to celebrate and indulge, maybe uh, make a commitment to yourself to kind of turn things around or balance things out the following day. <sighs> Wow, what a show. Thank you so much, Dr. Tommy Wood, for the inspiration. We pretty much kept to the uh, summary of what we talked about in the two shows, but definitely go listen to those to hear it from him, and hopefully this stuff will resonate. Next.
Here's a wild idea. How about eating some good, clean, delicious, sustainably raised meat instead of the nasty, trashy feedlot animals? The vast majority of our meat consumption, no wonder there's vegetarians and vegans out there. But look, Wild Idea Buffalo is 100% grass-fed and finished meat. They roam on the open range as they have been for 130,000 years. This wonderful company is doing the best they can to give these animals a good life, harvest them in a humane manner. Check this out. 40 million cattle are slaughtered every year and pushed into the mainstream food supply. You've read books like Fast Food Nation with the disastrous health impact and consequences of this mess. And then, by contrast, 60,000 buffalo a year are harvested. Much more nutritional value, much better feeling deep inside when you order quality meat. Go to wildidea.com, order direct, they'll ship it to your house. It's delicious. You'll be a convert right away. There's nothing in the world like buffalo burger fantastic try it